Welcome to the Prodigal Souls Here With You podcast. I'm your host, Ford. I'm here with John Harmon. As you know, that John moved to uh, another country or another state, sorry. Um, <laughs> Might as well be. And so we're doing a different setup. And so we're going to see how this goes. Um, so, John, I, I kind of asked you um, or just told you what the topic was going to be. And I was kind of centered around love. And particularly about love, one love for God, and then how love should be in like a Christian relationship. Because um, yeah. this is definitely a topic I kind of struggle with, um, with the the Christian perspective on these things, and I've been kind of challenging myself to uh, glow, grow <laughs> closer to God and really learn to have a loving relationship with him versus just kind of knowing about him. And as I've been kind of challenged with that, with this book I've been reading called Knowing God. So I was interested to hear kind of your perspective on things. Cause, uh, well, Ford, I, I do appreciate that you uh, told me about the topic beforehand. It's always nice to know yeah. what we're talking on. Um, and then you started with like with one love, and I thought you were gonna get all Bob Marley on me there for a second. <laughs> but um, no, seriously. Um, so loving God. Um, what well, starts with, uh, and it's really hard because like I was thinking about this, and it's like, how do I not get all cliche? You know, like when you talk about loving God and having a relationship with God, um, and just thinking about it more organically. Um, I think it starts with his love for us. Um, so, you know, you, when we say as Christians, like we have a relationship with God, what that really implies is that it's two way, you know, that it's between, you know, us and our creator. Um, but really, I mean, our love that we have for God starts with his love for us, you know, <clears throat> and even with like Christianity, when you think about like how it started, it started with God's display of his love for us, you know, on the cross. So I think, you know, when we talk about loving God, we just think about it like you would most relationships. It's two-way. Uh, it's, you know, between us and God. So obviously, when you think about, you know, a relationship between person to person, um, it seems kind of obvious how to have that relationship or how to, you know, feed that relationship so, so that it grows into something, you know, where, where there is love. Um, so when you start talking about God, you know, an intangible being, you know, I think sometimes the lines get a little bit blurred, but I think it's important to talk about what it looks like, you know, to have that relationship and to allow that to blossom, if you will. Kind of another one of those cliche yeah. sayings when you when you talk about love, but really develop uh, into something um, that's lasting, that's real, you know, uh, that is weighted, you know, that it that it has that it's in, that it's durable, you know, something where it would be as if you are having a relationship with another person, but it's just so much more deeper and intimate. So I think really. What I the direction that I would go is talking about what that looks like, you know, and maybe kind of breaking that down 
so that it seems less foreign to people who maybe don't have a relationship with God or, you know, maybe even they are, they are a Christian or maybe they have accepted Christ, but they don't really know what it looks like to have a relationship, you know, uh, where you do love God and you do accept the love that he has for you. So I think maybe that's the route that I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What are, what are you kind of your thoughts when on this, uh, loving God, you know? Um, well, I mean, like I said, it's kind of a hard topic for me. Um, just like love has kind of been like a challenge for me to accept, I guess, or like accept that I'm loved and just from things that happened in my past with past relationships, like trust has been kind of burned and so I, I think I'm kind of come from the perspective, like, how do I even really love God? Like, I I read my Bible, and I, I go to church, I go to a small group, I pray, but how how can I really be like, man, I love God? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, I know, like, because sometimes, like, like, when I first got rebaptized, like, I think I felt that, and then you could like feel that weight of what he, what Jesus sacrificed for him on the cross for us. And you kind of appreciate it at that moment, but, but seven years go by and how do I keep the, the fire in the relationship? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was more of those cliches, right? Yeah. It's like when you're, when you're talking about God, and you're using kind of these human cliches. Um, it's it's almost this like you're having to face the fact that you know what? yeah like this is a real love like this is and and the truth is is as Christians what we really believe is that like there is no there is no love outside of God really yeah so <clears throat> making that real you know but um, you you kind of sent me an article you know before this and uh, it's funny because I went you know, searching for some articles. And what I found was very similar to what you sent me where, and it's kind of, I think it's that quote, um, really it's a quote that Jesus had said about, um, well, let me pull it up here. Cause I hate misquoting the Bible. It's yeah. Like, it's not good. So um, not the message. Do, do, do. Essentially in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, and he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. But the article you sent me kind of like broke that down, and it, it talked about like, what does it look like to love the Lord God with all your heart? What does it look like to love him with all your soul? What does it look like to love him with all your strength? Yeah. But um, and I think that is really good. Like, you know, it's based off of the word of God. You know, it's based off of what Christ says and how to do it. Um, but that is, that is a large pill to swallow there. I mean, with all of your heart, with all, I, essentially your entire being is to be poured into the love that you have for God. Um, but I think the beauty in that, you know, and the, the dichotomy of that is that that's because he loves you that way. Like he loves you with all of his heart and with all of his mind and with all of his soul and all of his strength. So it becomes less weird knowing that 
okay, well, God's not asking me to do something that he's not already doing, right? So like, I'm to love him this in this manner, but it's really only because this is how he has loved me. Yeah. So I think that makes it a little bit more real. So you're but, um, say he's like the, the God is the pursuer mm-hmm. of the relationship. Yeah. And maybe like kind of, kind of letting your guard down is the right cliche, <laughs> but you know, just open your, your heart up to, to let him pursue that relationship. I guess that's kind of what I was thinking of as you were talking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, you were kind of saying, you know, sometimes you have trouble, like when you, from the time you first accepted Christ, you know, and it was so real in that moment. And since then, um, th- you know, there's been times where it's not, it doesn't seem as fresh um, or where maybe even you kind of doubt that, that love a little bit because of things that you're going through, you know, in your life. Um, and I think for me, and I, and I really feel blessed about it. Uh, for me, I, I don't know if it's maybe because I have, I don't know, I don't want to put it, say that, but having children allows me to see all of the times where God makes things happen in my life where I otherwise didn't see any other way of it happening. And when he does that, he's not only blessing me, but he's blessing my children, he's blessing my wife. He's, I mean, uh, for, for an actual example, like, okay, I was about to ask. <laughs> I've always, so I've always wanted to, to, to move here. I've always wanted to live in Colorado. It's a beautiful oh. state. Um, I've heard it called God's country. You know, you just, you look at these mountains and you're just reminded of God. And I've always wanted to move out here. And I just didn't know how much of a reality it was. And this story is, it was, it God essentially not only laid it in my lap, but just, laid all the dominoes up so that it was a breeze getting here. And, you know, I was driving across the country and just feeling blessed, not because God gave me what I wanted, but because I felt like he was saying, you love me and you've been faithful to me. And I want to give you the desires of your heart, you know, not because, oh, I love God, so he gave me this, but God seeing my heart, knowing that I love him, made this this happen. So essentially, like <laughs> I, I could feel that love in my life. And even if he hadn't given me this opportunity, the thing is, is there's so many countless opportunities where I'm counting my blessings and realizing that, that God's blessing me and my entire family. And that his love for me runs so much deeper than me and that it, that it, that it even runs t- to my children. I mean, he, he loved them before he left me yeah. or, you know, or he loved them before I love them, yeah. you know? And it's just like this, it, it it's so deep and um, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but so would you say um, it's kind of like a kind of mindset or maybe like a perspective of kind of, remembering what God's done for us and his promises yeah before we kind of toot our own horns because you know what maybe like what's a struggle for me is because I'm so used to kind of figuring things out on my own and 
doing things on my own and not really always turning to God or somebody else because of these relationships I've had before where I kind of feel like I have to do it on my own because I can't rely on anybody maybe. And so, so maybe it, it's where just kind of starting your day off or your week off just in gratitude or trying, I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking out loud. <laughs> no, I mean, that's actually, that's, it's really good is, is being thankful for that. And I'm, I'm glad the guys bless me in, in such a way that like, when I think about where I am, I in no way, shape or form think, man, I did this. Like this was me. In fact, my heart instantly turns to like almost tears of joy. Just like, Oh man, like God did this for me. Like, um, he didn't have to, he certainly didn't have to, but he did it. And it's his way of one, allowing me to grow in my relationship with him because I'm recognizing what he's doing in my life. And, um, and two, sometimes I feel the Holy Spirit just saying like, just enjoy what I gave you. Like, because a lot of times I'm guilty of trying to move to the next thing or looking past what's in front yeah. of me. And sometimes I just, I feel, I feel God saying like, Hey, you see this right here, just right here in front of your face. Like I gave you this today. I gave you this joy today and recognize that it is of me and it is from me and just live in that moment and know that I'm there with you. Um, and I think that makes this whole, you know, when we talk about relationship and loving God, that makes it so personal, you know, just taking that, that time and recognizing that where you are, is because God got you there and that he actually wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to love, you know, the people around you. And I think that comes because you recognize the love that he has for you. And, and that's in that relationship that you have with him. But I want to take a step back because I was kind of going somewhere earlier. <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, that article and, and maybe what it means to you when it, when, when we talk about, or when we talk about the the scripture where Christ says to love God with all your heart. Yeah. I, mean, I was it. about to um, kind of segue okay. into like, how do we go? If you're somebody who doesn't even have a relationship with all at all with God, or you're kind of just starting out. Um, how do you kind of speaking to it? So, um, yeah, and I, I even think about my own personal, you know, when I converted to Christianity, when I converted, no, <laughs> I was nothing prior, but um, when I first gave my heart uh, to the Lord, um, it definitely started with the heart in the sense that uh, God began to speak to my heart. Um, and then God knew that I had a heart issue. He knew that I, I didn't exactly feel loved or that um, there were things um that made me feel incomplete. So he began to speak to my heart. Yeah, so I would say that God definitely starts with the heart where uh, he speaks to um, things that only you, you know, only you and him would know, whether it's how you feel, whether it's, um, you know, whether you, if you feel good enough, if you feel loved enough. And I think he begins to speak to that first. Um, you know, he begins to mend the heart condition first. Um, but but then again, it doesn't always have to start with the heart, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, this article kind of presents it as like a progressive step. Like, um, so it says like, love 
with all your heart means reserving the best of your affection for him. And then loving God with your soul means dedicating your life to him. And then loving God with all your mind means backing up your passion, passion with knowledge so that you're learning everything about him. And loving God with all your strength means persevering, persevering for him each day. And then they didn't, they didn't really go into it, love your neighbor. That wasn't that important to them, I guess. Or maybe if you got all the other things in line, that'll just naturally occur. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that, it is really hard command because I think we all kind of personally reserve the best of, of ourselves for ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, and that can, can definitely be the challenge in uh, loving God back. Because like in earlier when I was giving that example about how God has blessed me and in recognizing that I see how God has loved me. And really the challenge for me is, is how do I love him back? You know, yeah. how do I give him back? you know, or at least attempt to give him back somewhat of what he's given me. What are his love languages? What, yeah, what are God's love? Maybe he's, he's all of them. Maybe, Words of affirmation. I guess. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. It was a joke. <laughs> Just in case somebody thought I was being serious. Um, but yeah, I think kind of wanting to, I guess I, I think what's coming to me is using this verse is, kind of a reminder when you have those times of like struggling in your faith or like a sort of like an accountability check of where am I at in this relationship with God and am I really loving him with my um, heart mind and soul so I think that's a good what good thing to that we can use a good verse i'm sure there's hundreds of other verses because the whole you know the the bible mostly is a love a love story <laughs> i guess for god and us for his love for us but i think i, I want to also transition more so got talk about loving god but like how do we have what's the difference in a loving relationship when you're living for god versus not leading for God like it, it could be like marriage I think we already talked about community so we don't have to go into friendships but I think more like like a more like a romantic sense okay I, I'm trying to understand the question um what's the difference between being in a loving relationship with God and being in a loving relationship with like another person no so so now you're you're in a relationship with God and so you're you're kind of you're living all these things that we just talked about. And so then uh, a relationship, a romantic relationship is presented to you. Um, how do you pursue that ro romantic relationship in a God context versus what the world may say? Oh. Um, well... I mean, I can speak personally on my marriage. Since you're married. <laughs> yeah, and, and having actually, like, gone to, you know, Christian counseling and stuff for, you know, marriage Christian counseling. Um, 
and then actually so like hearing about how it should be done and then actually living it out so i'm going to speak from that perspective um it's definitely um it's kind of the analogy that christ uses where he is he's the head of the church and the church is his bride and then within marriage the context is you know i am the head of the house and she's following me as i'm following christ and everything that i'm doing is christ-like uh in a sense that um i'm loving unconditionally and that i'm forgiving uh and recognizing that I am also flawed and that I am also in need of God's grace. So essentially my relationship with Christ and my relationship with God um, really is what gives me the strength to be a father and to be a husband um, because, um, because I need that (laughs) because I'm, I can't do this on my own. And I honestly don't know how people do it without God. Um, I mean, when we run into challenges, when we run into um, the devil, when we run into temptation, um, it seems like God, you know, he set me atop my my household to be an example. And through my children and my wife seeing that, it comes full circle when I'm in need of their forgiveness, when I'm in need of them to love me. You know, when maybe I've had a rough day and they come and they give me that love. So it's just this reciprocal kind of where I feed off of the love that God gives me and I feed off of my relationship that I have with God through the grace and the love given to me through Christ. And when I feed so that into their life, it then begins to have a harvest, which is typically uh, the same fruit, you know, that I was showing towards them so it's just kind of this honestly this never ending uh, cycle that the 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 seed produces you know that christ was the original seed and it still just continues to sow so i think that it completely changes how i view the relationship where when i've been in relationships and you know did not have christ as the center the center was usually me or the center was usually that other person yeah but there was no room for God. It was either all about me or it was all about that other person. And the thing is, is that we wither and we die and we go away, right? So like when you can replace that sinner with something that's uh, eternal, you know, something that never goes away and something that just continues to bear fruit like Christ, you know, like, like putting God at the center there, then it, it allows you to love beyond your own natural ability, you know, and it allows you to just be blessed by God loving you, you know, pouring out that love into your life. Um, and it just, you know, and, and I know too, it's not just me. It's there's other families out there who put their trust and their faith in Christ. And it's, it's the same result where our marriages and our, our family life aren't perfect but we do have this strength and this patience and this endurance knowing that you know on the other side of this mountain is going to be rest you know and it's going to be a time of refreshing and it's going to be a time of recognizing that god just got me over that mountain and it just it's this continual i just think of it as reciprocal it's just god loves me and i love back Uh, god loves me and i love my wife and 
and and then she begins to love other people and then she begins to love me and my children and it's just this eternal thing that just never stops and um i think that that's the difference is whereas and and maybe a more secular relationship they're putting their faith and their trust and their hope in tangible things that um that die you know that 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 they can't go on forever so it ends <laughs> with them you know but I, I, you know, so I, I think, I hope I'm answering your question a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say I knew the answer anyway, if you said it, but just because, you know, I'm not in that same boat that you're in. Um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to just cover those kind of topics because I knew I just like want to cover topics that people might have questions about or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to kind of state this on the very basic level. So for anybody out there who um, maybe is new to Christianity or maybe isn't a Christian or just wonders what does it mean when people say they have a personal relationship with God, we, we're kind of talking about the very, very basics of Christianity, which is, you know, after you have that kind of initial uh, interaction with God and you kind of start that relationship, um, prayer is definitely the open line of communication between you and God, praying to God. Uh, and it can be formal, uh, it can be informal, but really God does desire for you to set time aside to personally kind of have this one-on-one time with him, as well as encourages you to kind of have that open dialogue throughout your day. Uh, and that includes whether you're angry, whether you're jealous, whether you're mad, whether you're happy, whether you're you know, just, just joyful, uh, you're celebrating. God wants to be a part of all of that. And that happens, I think, through prayer life, just having that, that open dialogue. Uh, and then we also mean by getting into the word. Uh, we do believe that God's, this love story that Ford's talking about was revealed to us through his word, through the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. That's a challenge because there's a lot of different interpretations, but we definitely encourage you to pick up a Bible and to read it and to get into a Bible study because it definitely takes a lot of people to try and figure out sometimes what the message is, but that's what God wants. He wants you to be committed to that relationship and really just trying to learn more about him. And it definitely comes by reading his word. Um, and, and uh, I think what Ford and I are trying to do is definitely set up this um, dialogue for the community. And I think that that's also a big part of this is um, you know, you in order to have a, a good relationship with God, I think it it overflows the bounds of just you and God. It it reaches the community. It goes out and it it loves people. It has conversations with people about love. So um, just wanted to put that out there. The very basics, I think, of having that relationship or starting that relationship or or feeding that relationship or kind of those simple dynamics. So. Good, good stuff there. Well, I mean, I think it kind of covers everything I was thinking of. Maybe I'm sure other things will come our way as we mature and go through the sanctification process. Um, so I guess I just want to close it out with a prayer. Um, I'll pray this time. All right. I'm glad first. I'm glad that. 
everything's going well so far with the recording in Colorado and Florida. So, um, but dear God, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to speak about this topic today and just learn more about what it means to love you and hopefully share with others what that means and just want to allow us to let you pursue us and um, know you more intimately than just knowledge-wise and and really seek you. And I also want to lift up John and his new job and new life in Colorado. In uh, Jesus' name, amen. Amen.